Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Today, we continue the conversation with a woman who casts visions into the hearts and minds of all she meets. I believe she is a voice for business leadership into the next decade and beyond. At the helm of a network marketing team of over 140,000 people, like take that in, 140,000, she helps families design their lives from a health and wealth perspective. Launching her network marketing business at only 23 years old, she was able to leave her job as a massage therapist and nanny behind. Her mission is to help people cast a vision for their lives and create a game plan to achieve their goals. Now earning seven figures annually and being ranked in the top 1% worldwide for network marketing, she has shared the speaking stage with Anthony Robbins, Richard Branson, and John C. Maxwell. Love his name. There is an energy coursing through her leadership that shines a ray of hope for what's possible in business living and leading by guiding principles. Revered wisdom leader Jim Rohn famously said, your personal philosophy is the greatest determining factor in how your life works out. This is why I wanted to share Emily's story with you all, because her personal philosophy colors all aspects of her thriving business. And I'm eager for us all to learn during this conversation today how leading with passion and purpose can help raise up the planet. Emily, thank you so much. I know your time is precious and being able to share with our community what's possible. You know, when you take a vision, you cast it out into the seas of the world to be manifest, like cannot wait for what you have to say today. So thank you for your time. Ah, thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. She's in a lot of you, you can't see, but even in workout gear, she's got the best lipstick on. Okay, everyone. This girl doesn't fool around, so you'll know. You'll hear the brain, but she's got the look too, everybody. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. But I really am curious about how all of this 
that goes on in you started. Mm. So I want to explore guiding principles and I know you lead your business with them. So did you always have strong beliefs and convictions? Mm, no, I, I mean, not, not in what I do in particular. I, I always believed in myself. Um, I grew up in a very toxic environment raised by a single mom, live-in boyfriend that abused her. I, a lot of times I was by myself. Um, so I, I had to dig deep. And, and that's really where I started to gain a lot of confidence because I just had to face so many things and grew up really, really, really fast. However, when I started a business, um, that was a whole different ball game. And I realized I had a lot of limiting beliefs that I had to work through. Um, but with practice and failing forward, that's where I started just to gain so much confidence. And, you know, I, I saw so many other mentors and leaders before me who, who lived great lives. They lived on purpose. They looked super fulfilled and they just, they just had a different vibe about them that I wanted so bad. And so I modeled their behavior. I'm like, what do they do that makes them so unique so confident and really look like they're living on purpose and making a difference on this planet. And so I would just start to model them, model them, model them. Um, and, and with that, you know, I started to become a better person, a more confident woman. And, mm -hmm. and one, once you know, like the right way to do something, the better way, it's really hard to go the opposite direction and go back. It really is. And so um, I just, it started to just to become me, honestly. Yep. So I get that things weren't perfect in terms of your current philosophies, but do you think that growing up in a toxic environment, like you said, where you're alone a lot, do you think that something about that led you to know that your life was meant for more? Like, do you feel like you were plotting and planning a big life in some way? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I vividly remember being a little girl, like playing with my Barbies by myself in the basement. And I, I remember having feelings and knowing that I was a little different than, than most people. And I don't mean that in a self-righteous way. I just knew I was different. And I knew, and I knew like there was one night in particular that my mom was getting beat up and there was like nothing I could do about it nothing. Cause if I would get in the middle, I'd get hurt. And I remember like praying to God and I, and, and it's like something just came over me and it was like, he's like, you're going to use this to, to channel something so much greater and you're going to protect other people and you're going to help other people realize their self-worth. And I mean that it sounds crazy, but I, you guys, I remember it so vivid. I could take me back into my little mermaid sheets when I was praying the, this night, you know what I mean? Um, but wow. yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it, to be honest with you. Do you still protect people today? Do you think? Cause you have a big team with a lot of people. Do you feel that this principle of like, like, I think you fight for people. Like, do you think yeah. that that moment in the mermaid sheets was that conviction was set up? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I just, I love people. 
And I want to just shake people and let them know like you're made for more. You can do more. You are so beautifully made. There's no other you. And I want, yes, I, for sure. Like I will fight for everybody. And, and um, man, I just, I really do believe it stemmed from, from the way I grew up for sure. I got that. And I wanted to hear about that because I think that sometimes when you're, you have personal philosophies that I find inspiring, but even when I brought them up with you at first, you said to me like, Oh, do I? That's just who I am. So yeah. Which personal philosophies are you conscious of that, that you really, that are at the forefront for you these days, let's say in the last five years. Yeah. You know, I, it is cliche as it sounds. I think we toss around this word authentic. It's everywhere, but really, really like, are you being vulnerable and true to yourself? And, and that's something I, I don't know if it's just growing up. I don't know what it is. I'm 31 now, but I, I just, it's like, I am who I am. This is like, take it or leave it. I'm wearing red lipstick right now. I like red lipstick. I love, like, there's certain things I love and I really don't give a shit if you like it or not. Like, I really don't. It's like, and it's just falling in, in line, you know, cause I just find the more I just step in and I'm like, Oh, say, I say something. And they're like, did she just say that? It gives other people permission to just show up the way they want to show up you know? And so it's that for me, it, it, it's, it is so vital that I stay in alignment with who I'm supposed to be, who God created me to be. That that's definitely it. Um, you know, leadership is a big thing in our particular business and, and, and in life, everything rises and falls on leadership as John Maxwell always says. And, um, it's, it's a really big deal to me. Like I don't take it lightly. I really, really don't. I, I try to put my best foot forward. Do I fail? Yeah. Do I make mistakes? Of course. Um, but I, every single day, it's like I'm just trying, you know, as I'm leading an army of people, I always, you know, I, I always say like, you know, if they saw me doing what I'm doing right now, would they be proud of that or not? Like, I just take it very seriously. If I'm telling other people to do something, I better be doing it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. right now we're, we're, I'm having every person get up at 5am. I'm having every person go to the extra degree in their business. I'm having people do so much more. And do I have to get up at 5am? No, but am I? Of course, because it's just, it's leadership and, and that's what creates influence. And so many times people are like, I want to be a person of influence, but they're just not willing to lead. And you'll never be a person of influence if you're not willing to lead. You know, um, so that I take seriously, my faith, I, I take very serious, um, whatever you believe on this call, it, it's amazing. But the thing is like, you've got to put time into it, just like you put time into your fitness, just like time you put it into your um, health and, and, and your business. Like to me, it's like, I am investing a lot of time in my faith and that's helping me become more bold, more confident, more aligned mm -hmm. and keep the main thing, the main thing. And yeah, I would say those are just a few of my life philosophies right now. <laughs> hey, share that prayer that you posted about being bold. I thought it was a really, well, I'm going to say a couple of things here. This is what is great. What I love about you. And I know that's why I draw to your energy and your leadership is that you just, I come from a Christian family background mm -hmm. and you just swore 
and have faith all in one, which is just so <laughs> freeing to me. So, so like there's, there's so many cool things about what's happening here. And you said, I don't give a rats what people think of me. This is me. So how do you integrate your faith? You give it time. How do you actually, um, put that all together? Because to be honest, for me, that's always been confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it, the thing is, it's a personal relationship with you and the creator. Right. And so it's like, a, you know, pr- when we pray, we're asking, we meditate, we're receiving. It, it, it's spending time listening and connecting. And if you just do that, the answers will come. And if you work on that relationship, just like you work on any other relationship, it's like God is ready for you at any time. And he's not, you know, I grew up initially in a Catholic church and it drew me really far away from a relationship with God. In fact, I was mad at God. I didn't under, I didn't understand. I thought there's these rules. And if I, if I don't do this and I don't do that, I get, I get a slap on my hand and like, I feel like everybody's judging me 24 seven. So I went way far away from the church. Actually, I was like a little rebel for a short period of my um, teenage years. And when I, when I finally realized like, no, it's just a relationship with you and the creator. And it's about you spending time with him or whatever it is you believe that to me made sense. And, and I started just pursuing that. And, um, it's different. The, it, like the energy is different. Um, you know, when I go to, when I go to my church, it's a non-denominational church. It's like people are covered in tattoos. I mean, it's in Hollywood. It's like, it's so, uh, it's so it's filled with creatives. Um, and, and, and that's what God I believe wants. He wants us to be creative. He wants us to be so unique. He wants us to be bold. Um, all those things that, um, that are, that are so important. And I think some people get this idea in their head, maybe how you were raised, like, oh, I have to dress a certain way. I have to be a certain way. I have to talk a certain way. Otherwise I'm not good enough. Otherwise I'm not, um, I'm not up to God's standards, which is just not the truth. It's not the truth at all. And so, yeah, I mean, I totally, I, I am constantly praying, just like, help me be bold, help me stay aligned help me do what I'm supposed to do. Help me make it about people. And, you know, with me pursuing, like, he's going to meet you. Like if you pursue God, he's going to meet you. It's just a lot of us just have our hearts so closed off and he's not intrusive. He's not, you know, there'll be signs, there'll be signs, but you've got to allow yourself to open up that he can dance with you, you know, or whatever, again, whatever it is you believe. So. Thank you. I love it. You're like, I love it. She's going, she's going, she's like, pull back, pull back, pull back. But I think you're a voice for acceptance and love because what you just said, I just need everybody to know that's the vibe that, that you have all the time. And I feel non-judged. I feel um, accepted just for who I am in that moment. And I think I just, I see you doing that for so many people. So thank you for, for, um, you know, that prayer that you, that you make and that commitment and your relationship, because it, it oozes out of you and it makes, it draws, yeah, it draws us in. So I love that. And so I did want to talk about that a little bit because when you on a stage once said your church in Hollywood, my Nat, my partner Nat just started laughing. Like she goes, 
why is that hilarious? <laughs> it's because <laughs> for some reason, Hollywood and the church just don't fit together. And you said it, there's these ideas that we have in our mind of how it right. is. Right. So right. Right. You're just, you're just killing all of those like preconceived ideas and making it real. So thanks for that. You're yeah. Cool. You know, it's so, it's so important. It's like, if you look at, you know, a 15 year old boy living in Hong Kong, he's more influenced by what happens and stems from Hollywood than he is his own parents. And it's really, it's really important um, for us to have what we have in Hollywood because it's such an, it's a mega influential place, right? Mm -hmm. And everything comes out of it. Everything from, from across the world, things stem from there. So it's interesting. It's not all what people think it is. It's not, not all bad. It's not all Beverly Hills and cars and Botox, you know. <laughs> Funny though, that's what we, yeah. So yes, you're debunking the myth, I guess. And so, right. okay, so let's back up for one second because I'm picturing you as a, you know, massaging. And then I know you had another, you, know, you had a lot of jobs at the time. So you're a nanny. Mm -hmm. When you were doing those things, was there an inner pull that you were like, hey, I meant to be doing more? Now, this is not a diss on massage or nannying, but for you personally, was there a pull that there was more to your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, 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 I don't know how or what it maybe came from my mom, but I always have worked hard. So I would, mm -hmm. you know, get up at 5 a.m., I'd go to the gym, I'd commute to the office, I'd do the massage thing, and then I'd go pick up the boys after school, and I would get home at 7 p.m. Like, it was long days, and I bought my first house at 21 years old and have three girls live with me, pay the mortgage. Like, so I was trying to figure out a way to create wealth, um, being, I didn't, I mean, I went to massage school, that was as much schooling as I went to, um, but I always felt unsettled. Um, so I'd lay in bed at night and my heart would race really bad anxiety. It's like, I always knew that there was something more I needed to be doing, but I literally had no idea what I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what that is. I don't like school. School is very hard for me, like math and science, no way. However, like I can talk to a tree, I can talk to anybody, you put me on the road and I can figure it out. I'm very street, but I, I hated school, you know, um, I was like, can I just like do strength training and volleyball? Like that's literally all I wanted to do in school and then like just have friends. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, I knew, I knew I was so unsettled. I, I, I really, really was. And, and I was always praying for a solution, um, for sure. And then that's really when I found network marketing. <laughs> so. I love that word. And I, I feel like you're going to speak into a lot of people around the word unsettled because mm -hmm. yeah, there's like this discomfort, like, like something's not, not quite right yet. And, and so I think that explains a lot for people in our community. And I just, Deepak Chopra said something and I'm not sure the quote is hitting everybody in the community as deeply as me, but it speaks to what you said. And he said, you wouldn't have the desire if you weren't meant to manifest it. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, like what that said to me was that the dreams or the things that you're thinking about or that are waking you up at night, you yeah. wouldn't be thinking them if you weren't meant to live them out. 
And I'm like, whoa, like this is, this is good news <laughs> to me. And, and no wonder there's anxiety because I think that's the dissidence between I'm meant to be living this, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's a road for me. And, and so, sorry, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I just feel that through what you're saying that everybody needs to kind of wake up. Oh, I know you like to shake, yeah. but here I am. I, I guess I have that too. Like, yes. <sighs> yeah. No, it's, it's a hundred percent true guys. Like if something keeps coming to you and you feel a little uneasy and you can't stop thinking about it, th- it's, it's calling you. It's, it's like, it is calling you for a reason. And it's like, it's, you owe it to yourself to explore it, at least explore it. Um, and be open to it. And, and yeah, you're like, you said, we need to be listening. I think, oh my gosh, like social media is probably the, the reason we've all found each other right now, but like, it can just, it can ruin people. It can ruin creatives. It can ruin what you're supposed to do on the planet because you're so busy ingesting other people's stuff that you're, you're not ever listening or creating yourself, you know? And I, I was recently with a friend who's a TV personality and she was filming for her app and, you know, she had the whole film crew there. And I, I, I got to her house to, to do a little lunch um, mentor session and they were, they were setting up or they're taking down all the film stuff. And the director's like, yeah, as long as you're on this end of it, you're good. But if you're on the other end, you're not. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, this end meaning creating, you're good. But if you're on the consuming end constantly, you're screwed. And I was like, whoa. So he's like, just monitor how much you consume. That's a, that's a cool comment because that, that to me is like, yeah. Are you putting something into the feed or are you scrolling the feed or like, are you delivering or to me it's like, are you in the game or are you watching from the sidelines? You know, like playing I'm a sporty, so of course I had Me to. Me too. Let's get in the end zone, baby. <laughs> yeah, ball, you, you said volleyball. <laughs> like, here we go. Um, okay, so this is really interesting. So if we want to wake people up, I want you to give me the perspective of if you can earn seven figures a year now and you were massaging. Mm-hmm. Like... What had to happen for you to be able to upgrade your operating system? Like your, you said you had limiting beliefs. So what were some of the ones that you thrashed? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, well, first of all, I, I, I had a pathway. Like that's the thing is I just never knew how to create wealth until I found network marketing in a great company. Like I just had no idea. So once it's like, show me the roadmap. And I, the, the thing you, that everyone has to understand on this call I'm coachable. Are you coachable? Like I had a plethora of mentors that were like, here's what you need to do to be successful. And I am as coachable as they come. I'm like, okay, whatever you say, all game, no questions asked, no blaming, no justifying, no complaining. I will do it. Right. Didn't mean I didn't have hard times, but you know, what I had to do um, is, is create a vision board. And I'm not talking about just create it, stick it in the corner and don't look at it. Like I'm talking obsessed. Like I would stand in my office and stare at it every single day. I would touch it every single day. I wrote myself out a check for a million dollars, which was on the board. I would stare at it 
every single day. I would track my progress every single day. I would guard my focus every single day. I'd feed my focus every single day. I'd say affirmations every single day. I am wealthy. I am content and blessed to be me. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. I'd hang out, here's key, with people that were literally 10 steps ahead of me that I felt like I was like running behind and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like I'd almost be at, in conversations. Like, am I even, I'd have those moments where I'm like, am I even like worth it to hear these conversations? Like, can I even contribute to the conversations? That's where you want to be. If you're the smartest person in the room and you're always cheerleading everyone, like where are you ever going to grow? You know? And so it's like, I was just constantly, constantly, constantly. And I'd catch myself with my mentor. I would always use words like I can't afford and that's expensive. And she's like, you got to stop right now. And I'm like, what? I'm just being frugal. I'm just being super mindful. And she's like, your mentality is so low. It's so low, Emily. It's like minimum wage. And I'm like, okay, I can afford it. I can have anything. And I just switched, I just switched it, but I matched all that fruit, fruity, juicy stuff, fluffy, whatever you want to call it. I matched all that stuff with action. And that, that's the key. That is the key to all of this. It's like, we can listen to stuff all day, but I got into massive action. In fact, so many people have read so many more books than me. But the thing is, I'm so busy doing the main thing, which is where all the learning I think takes place. And I mean, did anybody ever knock you back or make fun of you when you were oh. just going? Uh, all the time. But I always would look and say, would I trade places with you? No, I would not. I, I would not. In fact, they're still in the same spot they were 10 years ago. And, you know, and, and I'd have those moments, but I'd quickly go back to my other tribe of people that live a bit, little bit differently. They travel the world, you know, they, they, they live out loud. I, I, I honestly would look at those people that would make fun of me and I'm like, they don't even live bold. They're not even making a big impact. Right. So why am I letting their opinions weigh so heavy on my future? And so I just, I just cut the ties and the thing is like, I'm a firm believer. Like if, if someone loves you, they're going to be like, go girl, go, go guy, go, whatever it is. Like they should really, they should really be cheering you on no matter what, if they love you. It, it, but if they don't, they're going to, they're going to throw shade. And that's when I know like, it's not a real friendship. Got it. And like, what does bold look like for you these days? Cause you've been bold, bold, bold. Like let's say seven years of being bold. What does that look like today for someone like you? Yeah. You know, it's just digging deeper. We can always go deeper. We always, it's an evolutionary process. Like I look back a year, you know, in those little time hops, Facebook things. And I'm like, whoa, who was I then? You know, and that's how I know that I'm doing a good job with myself. It's, it's like literally me against me. I, I am like so competitive with myself, right? Like, it's just, it's just constantly improving and growing and deepening in all areas, your mind, your, your faith, your, your leadership, like all of it, everything we learn. And so for me, it's just like being bold is now I just feel more than ever. It's just living my truth and doing it for people and not for me. It's, it's for 
that person on the other end of it that just can't seem to get through the day and me telling them, you know, it's okay. Like we all have those moments. However, let me slap you in the butt right now and like get you in the game because not everybody has somebody that's going to do that for them. And so I, I just feel like on my heart right now, more than ever, like my whole purpose in life is to be an ambassador for people. And, and, you know, I just got to keep centered so I can give, give myself to that, you know, that's being bold and not backing down. And as you give yourself to people, how is money tied into that mission? So if you're like an ambassador for people, where, where do you use your wealth? Like, because I know you're a very um, conscientious person. So mm-hmm. how do you see wealth and, and what you create there? What do you do with it? Yeah, oh, man. Um, you know, I, well, I do a lot of work in Africa. I've been there twice now, um, building schools. I've gotten super involved um, with just like my child foundation. And, you know, so that, that's amazing. And then I use my voice for awareness as well. Um, I, I give using wealth right now. I'm particularly giving back to our church in Hollywood. I use wealth in my own business to, to recirculate and, and help people. Like we've got an event coming up and there's some people that just can't get the tickets. And I use events. I pour money into events to raise people up. I'm having a women's event in two weeks in Las Vegas where it's like, you know, it's not cheap to do that, but I'm so will, I'm so excited to do it because I know people that come. Um, so it, it's just using that money for the greater good. Um, and then it's other things too. Like I had a, a, a girlfriend who had a, a, a son this past year who had horrible medical issues. You know, he was born with Down syndrome. They didn't know if he was going to survive. He had so many surgeries and wealth is just saying, here's a bunch of money to buy groceries because you're going through a hard time. Like, you know, and to me, wealth also is giving back to my own family that went through a lot of hard times. Um, so it's all about, you know, giving it away. It's not about how much I keep. I always tell people, I'm not going to, when I die, they're not going to put some hundred dollar bills in the grave with me. Like wealth (laughs) is about legacy and, 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 you know, showing people what they can have and what the impact they can make with a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask that. I wanted to tie it in because sometimes I feel like people almost disregard the, the circulation, like meaning mm-hmm. they, they say things like money doesn't matter, you know, and, 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 and like comments like that. Whereas I feel like, you can be an ambassador for people and actually circulate and help that mother who needs the groceries and, and um, really get, get clear that money allows us to do and help people like in a really profound way. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you got an issue around that, you got to clean it up. I tell people all the time, I'm like, maybe like you're, perception is just like that person that has a lot of money and blows it on stupid things. I get it. However, like when good people have a lot of money, greater things in this world can happen. You know, we need to be making more money. We need to be making a bigger impact. You're awesome. You know, as a 30 something, I just 
cannot wait to see what next year brings for you the year after the year after i think i truly believe you're a real voice for what's possible for your generation and i just want to pretend i'm in your generation almost and um thank you so much for talking to our community i just i think what you're doing in the world is amazing i appreciate you thank you i appreciate you and all you're doing Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.